Welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with your host, Eddie Rye. We're in the process of trying to hook up with uh, Congresswoman Maxine Waters, who is the chair of the House Financial Services Committee, also a leading advocate for what the King family has established as a priority for all the King celebrations this year, and that's uh, voting rights. Uh, yeah, we're still trying to hook up with Congresswoman Maxine Waters. So what I think we'll do is uh, while we're getting hooked up with her, we'll take a break and come back right back. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity of Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion, and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxshops.com. Why sit in bumper-to-bumper traffic when you can hop on Link Light Rail and fly by the gridlock? It's a smoother, easier, stress-free way to get where you want to go. Whether you're heading north to Capitol Hill in the University of Washington or south to Columbia City, Tukwila, and the airport, Link Light Rail will get you there quickly and safely. And if you have an ORCA card, even better. Just tap on the yellow card reader when you get on and listen for the beep to let you know your card has been accepted. Then tap your card reader again once you've reached your destination and listen for the double beep to let you know you've tapped off correctly. To find the closest Link Light Rail station or to learn how to get an ORCA card, just go to soundtransit.org and type Link Light Rail into the search bar. Sound Transit's Link Light Rail. Just another way that Sound Transit is powering progress. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. Congresswoman Maxine Waters uh, from Los Angeles, Chair of the House Financial Service Committee on the line of a longtime civil rights advocate. So Congresswoman Waters, welcome to Urban Forum again. And I'd just like to have you uh, let our listening audience know what you're working on and what's important to you. And I know that uh, this uh, insurrection that occurred last January 6th got to be on top of anybody that has a concern about democracy, got to be on their, uh, on high on their list of priorities. So go right ahead, ma'am. Well, thank you so very much, and I'm delighted to be with you. Uh, it is so important uh, for us to get the information out and for you and others who are dedicated uh, to ensuring that you do everything that you can uh, to get information out that the corporate media uh, does not pay attention to. And so, yes, we are focused on January 6th and what happened uh, with the insurrection, the invasion of the Capitol. Uh, I don't know if you know that the NAACP uh, filed a lawsuit. Uh, it is called NAACP uh, and Thompson uh, versus Trump. And they are relying on and using uh, an old law uh, that was created that basically says uh, that if you interfere in certain ways uh, with the work of, of Congress, uh, that you interfere with the legitimate 
uh, business of Congress in some way, you could be charged with treason or you could be charged with, you know, other kinds of uh, insurrection uh, uh, accounts. So we have that going, and I am one of the plaintiffs. A number of members are plaintiffs in the lawsuit. And as you know, these hearings have been going on, and they're getting stronger and stronger. They're indicting more and more. Uh, they're issuing subpoenas. Uh, they're calling people to task who have been very close to Trump. And so it looks as if, uh, you know, this is going to be, this is going to turn out uh, to be very, very fruitful in terms of bringing into account uh, those who literally uh, created the insurrection and invaded the Capitol. Uh, our last activity that I was involved in uh, was a hearing before the judge uh, to determine whether or not the lawsuit would go forward. Uh, or whether or not it would be dismissed. It was a great hearing. Uh, the NAACP lawyers were excellent. Uh, they made the case, some of which uh, they know and understand about the planning of certain individuals, including uh, the Proud Boys uh, and the Oath Keepers and the QAnon, all of those domestic terror groups, and also uh, the fact that uh, the president had encouraging words uh, just before they attacked the Capitol. And in addition to that, a lot is being focused on why he waited so long to try and stop them. He watched what was going on uh, from his office for over two hours and did not try to stop it, uh, despite the fact he was being called even by his own daughter uh, and, of course, uh, by Kevin McCarthy, uh, to please do something, and he did nothing. And that's taken into consideration about, you know, whether or not uh, he should be brought to account for the fact that not only was there an insurrection, not only did he encourage it, not only did he refuse to stop it when he had the power to do so. And so that's going on. In addition to that, you know, we have the voting rights issue. Uh, that's before us. We have several bills. We have H.R. 1, and that's the bill that tried to do with all of the voting suppression uh, that has gone on for far too long, whether we're talking about, you know, polling places not being available, uh, different kinds of identification uh, being required, early voting days being shut down, a lot of things that we have learned about what goes on in voter suppression. So that's an H.R. 1. Then there's the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, and that deals with Section 5 of the Voting Rights Act that was basically weakened by the Supreme Court. Section 5 simply said, you know, for those jurisdictions who are attempting uh, to come up with laws, regulations uh, that really amounts to voter suppression, that they had to come before uh, the Justice Department and have it viewed uh, before it could go into in effect. And if it met the criteria for voter suppression, it was denied. They couldn't do it. That was undermined uh, by the Supreme Court. And they literally said, oh, this law is so old, and we have some jurisdictions who used to do that kind of thing. They don't do it anymore, and they shouldn't have to be held Well, they shouldn't have to come before uh, the Department of Justice to review everything that they're doing. And so we're in the middle of a struggle. Now, Manchin has come back uh, with a Voting Rights Act bill, 
And basically, he has mirrored much of what we have done, and he has uh, modified uh, some of what we have done. And even now, uh, where we're talking about getting his bill up before the Senate, uh, he may not be supporting his own bill uh, at this time. And so what we've got to do is we've got to pressure him and say, okay, uh, if you have this bill, and if we say we're going to support this bill uh, because we can live with what you have done and you're not supporting, what's wrong with this picture? You were not sincere in your efforts uh, to deal with this voting rights problem. And so uh, here we are, you know, uh, fighting, fighting, fighting in every way we can. President Biden made a terrific speech where he called out Trump, uh, where he insisted uh, that the Senate move and do something about voting rights, uh, that if they don't do something about voting rights, uh, that so many people will be literally uh, disenfranchised. Now, what is not being talked about enough and what we don't have in any bill, because what is happening has been going on and being organized quietly undercover for the most part, but it has come out now, and this is really dangerous to the democracy. And that is the president has been working with those secretaries of state in those states that he's aligned with. He's been working with local elected officials, putting them in the position to overturn the elections. And this means that if they get that kind of power, that is undermining the democracy. And that is so dangerous because if they're able to do that, literally much of what we have fought and our ancestors and others have died for will be wiped out. And so we've got to deal with that issue about the subversion that they are doing and the way that they are trying to absolutely have control so that any time they say that an election was not legitimate or he, they claim that there was fraud, they could simply throw it out and undo what has been worked on for so many years in strengthening of the ability for people of color in particular and for poor people to be at the table, to have the right to vote, and to be able to exercise some influence. We're up against it. And this doesn't even talk about the Build Back Better bill uh, that we passed out of the House, and two people on the Senate side are holding it up, Manchin and Cinema out of Arizona. We're in the fight of our lives uh, as we go forward over the next few weeks, and we're not going to give up. The Congressional Black Caucus is in the leadership of the fight. We're calling them out. We're doing everything that we can. The president is trying to use the bully pulpit, uh, and we need people to not only go up on the Internet and join in this struggle uh, to do everything that they can uh, to lobby their elected officials, to everything that they can to get the churches, uh, not only whether or not they're doing their services in person, or they're doing them by Zoom, to get on this issue and demand uh, that democracy is not undermined, demand that the voting rights bills are taken up and voted on. And so that's where we are. It's a that's the clarion call. That's the clarion yes. call from the King family, too. No celebration, but advocate for, for voting rights. And uh, we, uh, things didn't go well in Virginia, but in 
of Washington State, uh, we elected a black mayor for the city of Seattle, re-elected a black female, Victoria Wooders, uh, for the, uh, the mayor of uh, Tacoma, Washington, and also elected our first member of the CBC, Mar Marilyn Strickland, who was a former mayor of Tacoma. So uh, yeah. voting does matter. And uh, hopefully all the all the celebrations this year, or all the actions this year will be centered around voting rights. So uh, that's a, a fantastic job you're doing, Congressman Waters. We certainly do appreciate you. Well, you're certainly welcome. And uh, it's a fight. It's a struggle. Uh, but that's our job. That's our responsibility. We must be committed to it. I'm in this fight. Yeah, we've all got to be in it for, for the right reason. And that's for yeah. justice and democracy. Right on. So thank that's you right. very much. We certainly appreciate you. You're so welcome. And thank you. Goodbye now. Okay. Bye-bye. Congressman Maxine Waters uh, giving us an update on the top priorities in the Congressional Black Caucus. Uh, want to let you know that Urban Forum Northwest is brought to you by Sound Transits, uh, and that would be Leslie Jones, Chief of Labor, uh, John T. Robinson, who is uh, Chief of uh, Equity and Inclusion, and also uh, Nikki Croxton down in the Accounts Payable Office. And we have uh, uh, Port of Seattle, uh, Mian Rice and Lawrence Coleman, Diversity Contracting Office. And the City of Seattle's Personal and Construction Services Office, the Liz Alzira team. Uh, we do have uh, Bobby Alexander with the, the uh, Seattle King County MLK Organizing Coalition on the line. As you know, the big day is on Monday, and the King family's call for advocacy and no celebration. And Seattle MLK has always been about advocacy and standing up for the truth. So, Bobby Alexander, how you doing? I'm doing good, Eddie. You know, these are the, the end days. It gets a little bit crazy. But I think, like you said, the main thing is to put it, put an emphasis on, on action items and things that we want to see accomplished in the United States moving forward. And I do think the committee is proud of ourselves because we've always, always, always had a theme that was oriented on some action. So uh, I, I do feel good about that. So why don't you give our listeners an idea of what can, they can expect on Monday from the MLK Organizing Coalition? Uh, so on Monday, you come out and you're going to hear... Uh, basically, tons of information on the status of education. Bob, you have some interference. Are you on a cell uh, speakerphone? There's some serious I'm on, interference. I'm on a cell phone, Eddie. Can you hear okay. me? I, I guess the people are listening to you. because Go ahead. We can hear you. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Okay. I was saying that uh, you're going to hear about the status of education in this country uh, from multiple perspectives. This year when the committee met, we felt that all the conversations we've heard recently about critical race theory, shootings in schools, achievement gaps, that we needed to focus on that. And it's obviously relevant because Seattle Public Schools in particular has been known in this region to treat the black students differently, has been known to really struggle with getting our black students into advanced programs, but has no issue putting them in special ed. So I do think it's very relevant. You're going to hear from uh, people like... Isaiah Anderson, who have been teaching drama. You're going to hear from people like Anthony Washington, who have, who have uh, taught special education. You're going to hear from high school students, like our five interns that are all currently in high school throughout King County, uh, who will be speaking on how they feel about guns in school and whether they feel safe. There's so many different angles to education, whether it's athletics or whether it's special education, advanced education, drama, etc. We're going to try and touch all of that. Uh, our goal is for you to walk away on Monday with a better idea of what not only our young people want, but what we expect from public education in this country, and particularly in King County. 
Now, there also, will there be an emphasis on voter registration? The King family is asking uh, for uh, local folks who are doing things in, in King, Dr. King's name to emphasize not a celebration, but but like you indicated already, the CLMLK uh, uh, Organizing Coalition and the Celebration Committee before that always did have a purpose every year from its theme down to the workshops and stuff like that. Now, this year, the workshops were done differently. Why don't you explain to our listeners how that happened? So, you know, initially we wanted to do workshops in person and workshops virtually. And then our goal was to have that hybrid model. However, King County and all the different local governments have set up um, a statutory scheme around COVID that makes it really difficult to do things in person. And the risk-reward ratio was just not good. Uh, so at this point, all of our workshops are virtual. They're online. Um, those can probably even be accessed after the fact. So that's the reason why we went 100% virtual with our workshops this year, uh, frankly, which was a disappointment to everybody. I know last year we had over 3,000 people registered for our workshops. You can go on our website, seattlemlkcoalition.org, and you can get the schedule there. Uh, this year we haven't had nearly the attendance. We probably do anticipate some of that is related to Zoom fatigue, but uh, as you said, Mr. Rye, it is the case that our workshops are always educational. They should provide you some practical skills and knowledge uh, around relevant issues like white supremacy, for example. So there are definitely hot topics in there, and we'd love to see you guys visit our website and check those out. Now, uh, there's, uh, there's, uh, there's, March is going to be going, uh, and we're going to talk to Kale and uh, Shannon Mayo about the March and stuff. But there will be a march. I do see on the front page of the, the facts and also in the medium that about the King event. And uh, they also emphasize uh, the MLK family asked for no celebration until lawmakers pass voting rights legislation. So we did a pretty good job. I was just talking to, I don't know if you heard my conversation with Congressman Maxine Waters. They did poorly in other parts of the country, but in uh, the Pacific Northwest, we did elect a black mayor and reelect a black female uh, Mayor uh, Victoria Woodard's down in Tacoma and also elected the first member of the Congressional Black Caucus, uh, Marilyn Strickland. So we did we did uh, use our vote wisely. And by turning out, I think that really made a difference. So if we can only put enough pressure on on the folks down to uh, to pass this legislation. But I tell you right now, I don't have any high hopes for it, to be honest with you, because anytime you got two people that could make the difference, that won't make a difference. You know, it's, it's kind of tragic. So, Bobby, why don't you share with us uh, the other activities that will be going on that day? You mentioned a couple of folks speaking at the rally. Can you give us some of the other participants who will be at the rally? What time the rally yeah. will start? Where will be located? Yeah, so this year we, we try to get younger speakers, younger entertainers, and people that you haven't seen before at the celebration. Uh, so we have an artist, Samara Jeffrey, or excuse me, Samara Rain, that's her performance name. She'll be singing. Uh, there's also an, a young man, uh, Isaiah Banks, who will be singing. Uh, we have poets coming out. There's a poet who does some work with the YMCA there in the Central District, and Will Rideout will be performing. Uh, we also have Lanesha. I don't know how to say her last name. It starts start with a B, <laughs> uh, but she's one of the directors at Northwest African American Museum. Uh, we're really proud of our partnership with Northwest African American Museum because they're going to be coming out, and they'll be doing rapid COVID testing, I believe, on site, which is incredible. Uh, typically every year, I also believe that there's some voter registration uh, folks that will be out there. And for those who don't know, and give a shout out to Black Coffee. Black Coffee will be out there, the black-owned uh, coffee shop from uh, North Seattle. So there'll be a lot of people from the community, frankly, that 
you'll be able to see. We're also this celebrating the legacy of Willie Austin for all those who are uh, members of, of Seattle, greater Seattle area, black community. You know, Willie did tremendous things for personal health for people and especially for young people. Uh, so we'll be celebrating his legacy as well. Um, so there's, there's a lot of events. We have Alex Malice coming out, which is a band that performed music who have performed before. That is the one returning act. Uh, but in general, um, one person I'm really excited about is Keisha Credit. Keisha Credit will be speaking. For those who don't know, she went to Garfield High School, and she actually made it on Fortune's like 50 under 50. Uh, she had her own wig-making business. Um, I think it's called Lucky by Keisha. And I really wanted to get her on the program this year. I've been trying to get her for years because she's from Seattle. She went to Garfield, and she made it big. You know, there's not a lot of people to make Fortune 500 or 50 under 50, and she did. And she is a, you know, black girl magic all over the place. So really excited to have her. Uh, like you said, we'll have the rally at Garfield. We will march. And I don't know if I'm authorized to disclose our end location just yet, so I won't. Well, uh, KL and yeah, KL and Santa Mayo are going to be, uh, be going to come on right after you. And, okay, we'll uh, so let them. We'll let them do that. talk about that. Yeah, yeah. And one thing I did want to bring attention to is uh, the day before we have a youth program that will uh, that will be on Radio Avenue Radio. They stream it live, uh, where our high school students have put together a panel where they ask questions of their peers about uh, history, about education, specifically. They're attempting to reclaim history. They're going to be bringing up narratives that have sort of been lost to white supremacy. You know, there was a question. Uh, they raised a person's name that I can't even remember because I never heard it, but apparently who had, who had refused to give up her seat on the bus before Rosa Parks. Yeah, and that's yeah. the kind of information that we absolutely need in our community because sometimes when you're in school, you feel like there's just a handful of black folks who have done something, but there's a whole lot more, and uh, it's about time we acknowledge those people. Yeah, that's the good thing. That's why a lot of folks right now, when you teach uh, uh, authentic black history, which is American history, people call it critical race theory because they don't want the people to be taught about the brutality that uh, the descendants and the slaves had to face when they got here. So, and, and also about the draconian laws and other regressive kind of policies they had to keep us out and keep us in place, just like in Seattle we had what they call restrictive covenants, which meant that uh, communities would to have a covenant that would not allow Jews, Asians, Blacks, or Indians to buy property in certain neighborhoods. So uh, that went on up until the 70s until we unveiled the redlining. And actually, it might be still in place in some parts of the city. So that that's, you know, that's something to deal with. And uh, the other right thing, the biggest issue right now is the economic inequality that we're t we're dealing with as well. So, Bobby, man, I really thank you for uh, for all the work you guys are doing, and uh, uh, I guess uh, I'll be uh, seeing you later on this evening. You will. Uh, thanks for having me on, and uh, just know uh, everybody that please come out. We are having the march. Uh, wear masks. Do whatever you think is going to make you safe and the people around you. Thank you. All right now, Bobby Alexander with the Seattle King County Martin Luther King Organizing Coalition talking about the event that will occur on the King holiday. It's a, a day not to celebrate, but a day to advocate for voting rights across the country. So thank you very much. Okay, KL, Shannon, let's see if you'd have put your mug, I'd have known who it was. So uh, 
That's okay, L. Uh, we just uh, talked to Bobby. I don't know if you heard any part of the conversation. Uh, also, I'd ask, uh, I hope Shannon got, uh, we had a difference in time, but I get, sent her the right time, so I hope she got it. But anyway, uh, we got up, we talked about everything up to the march. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess for whatever reason, uh, the destination is still under wraps. Uh, where we're going to stop is under wraps. And uh, I just wanted to know, what can you reveal to the folks? And uh, are, is there a need for peacekeepers or any other kind of volunteers to assist with the march? Uh, uh, yes. Um, we definitely need uh, more volunteers. So if anyone is available to come out and support the march and rally, please do. Um, what I can tell you about the the uh, the march is that we will be going by the juvenile detention center to uh, support uh, our youth, and from there we will be going to QFC on uh, fourteen oh one at fourteen oh one uh, Broadway, and that is to support the workers there at uh, QFC. They are bargaining with uh, QFC management right now. And so um, they need uh, support from the community to let uh, QFC management know that uh, community is watching and they support the workers at QFC. That's great, so, Kale. You know, it's uh, kind of interesting that uh, uh, at QFC and Fred Meyer, they're not allowed to wear a Black Lives Matter paraphernalia. Yes. And and um, I didn't I did not know that until you announced that at the meeting, uh, Eddie. And so um, our friends at uh, three fifty Seattle has made a large uh, Black Lives Matter banner in support of the QFC uh, workers, and will be uh, will be uh, that will be provided at the QFC to support the workers. So. Um, we're looking forward to seeing that, seeing that banner. Okay. Oh, so uh, Shannon Mayo has jo- joined us. Hi, Shannon. Hey, Eddie. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. We're just talking to KL about the march. So before we go to Shannon, KL, why don't you uh, finish up about the, the, the march? Yeah. So um, from, uh, from, so from QFC, our end, uh, our end point uh, will be at City Hall. And there will be a rally and uh, performances there, as well as we will be uh, uh, giving out food. So there will be food provided and um, there will be buses also available to take cake marches back to Garfield. Mm-hmm. Now, so since there's a black mirror at City Hall, now is he going to speak at the rally? Um, I'm not in charge of the program, so I'm just in charge of the, 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 the march and rally. That, I'm, that's that's my role. I'm the you, KL knows how to stay in her lane. I hear you. Look, I, I'm in charge of logistics, so I have nothing to do. Who will okay. be speaking at the program? Okay. Now, in terms of uh, if folks want to uh, join to participate, I know that uh, uh, we have uh, Shannon May on as well. Uh, Shannon, why don't you introduce yourself and let people know what role you're playing in the CLMK Organizing Coalition? Yeah, so um, I'm Shannon Mayo, and I have uh, the honor of supporting KL on the logistics subcommittee um, this year and for the last few years. And I personally head up the Peacekeepers, which is a group of folks that you'll see out there 
at the rally in March that are their goal is to keep everyone there safe um, and out of harm's way. And so how do you recruit the people that participate? Do you have enough people right now? Is there a need to get more peacekeepers? You know, we'd love some more people. We're at about, we need a total of 50, ideally, 50 peacekeepers. And right now we're more around 30. So we can definitely use a few more hands out there, a few more able bodies. And how can people uh, get in touch with uh, the folks they need to get in touch with the volunteer? Yeah, so uh, our volunteer opportunities are posted on the United Way King County uh, website um, and under their volunteer opportunities. Or if you would prefer, you can also visit the SeattleMLKCoalition.org site, and that'll link you through to sign up for this opportunity as well. Okay, that's great. So, Kale, uh, given the Omicron and the viruses out here, uh, I know everything is going to be outdoors. What kind of tips do you have for people that want to participate? Are people that are unmasked anti-vaxxers, are they welcome to? Um, can you repeat that again, Eddie? You went in and out. I, I, said, I said, what kind of decorum are we going to have? Are, 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 people, are people going to be required to wear a mask? The anti-vaxxers in, uh, in, uh, who don't wear masks, are they in, uh, invited to participate? We are requiring... Um, um, folks, everyone to, uh, um, to wear a mask and um, to do the social distancing. Um, we will um, repeat that throughout the, um, the event itself. Um, we are encouraging everyone strongly to be responsible. And that also includes um, not being irresponsible. Okay. And once again, we'll have, uh, is it Rise Up? Bob Rise Up Productions. Rise, Rise Up Productions. Will be, Rise Up Productions and uh, Rainier Avenue Radio will be doing uh, all the stuff live streaming, and they're doing stuff already on behalf of the committee. So uh, before we go, I just want to go back to Shannon to see if she have any, any closing thoughts. Shannon? Um, I think just that we'd love to see you there in person. Uh, if you can't join us in person this year, then there's opportunities to participate um, the rally will be available to watch on uh, Rainier Avenue Radio, on YouTube, on Facebook. Um, there are so many different ways to participate this year on Twitter, on Twitch. So for both the and that's for both the youth event that's happening on Sunday and the um, rally that's happening on Monday. Okay, Shannon Mayo, thank you very much, all of you do for the committee and for the community. Kale, what about you? Any closing thoughts or directions you want to leave with people? Um, just, you know, just hoping that everyone can come out and join us. Um, and this is our 40th year anniversary. Is that right, Eddie? Yeah. Yes. So, you know, just come out, but please be, you know, responsible, you know, wear your mask. Um, let's, you know, let's take care of one another and, um, you know, practice social distancing and just, you know, come come out and, and, and enjoy this day. Enjoy and honor uh, uh, Dr. King. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Kale and Shannon Mayo. Uh, Eric, thank you very much. If you want to go ahead and take a break. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity of Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion, and to leveling the playing field. 
That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend Port Gen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxshops.com. Why sit in bumper-to-bumper traffic when you can hop on Link Light Rail and fly by the gridlock? It's a smoother, easier, stress-free way to get where you want to go. Whether you're heading north to Capitol Hill and the University of Washington or south to Columbia City, Tukwila, and the airport, Link Light Rail will get you there quickly and safely. And if you have an ORCA card, even better. Just tap on the yellow card reader when you get on and listen for the beep to let you know your card has been accepted. Then tap your card reader again once you've reached your destination and listen for the double beep to let you know you've tapped off correctly. To find the closest Link Light Rail station or to learn how to get an ORCA card, just go to soundtransit.org and type Link Light Rail into the search bar. Sound Transit's Link Light Rail. Just another way that Sound Transit is powering progress. I'm back with uh, Lanisha DeBarlamin. Lanisha, are you there? Hi there, Eddie. Good to be here. And Anisha Sandifer, she was on earlier. So uh, Lanisha uh, was on last week. She is president and CEO of the Northwest African American Museum. And they have a whole days full of activities on the 17th, uh, doing some uh, uplifting things in the community and helping our community out. So Lanisha, I'm going to start with you by chronicling uh, NAMS Day for the 17th uh, this coming Monday. Absolutely, Eddie. Thank you. The Northwest African American Museum is honored to bring community together to honor the life, leadership, and legacy of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and all those civil rights freedom fighters. The day will begin at 9 a.m. in the parking lot of Garfield High School. We're so delighted to partner with the MLK Coalition Committee to host a morning of really meaningful activities in the parking lot of Garfield High School. We will have free vaccination and booster shots for children and adults, first come, first serve, in partnership with Public Health Seattle King County. We will have a Knowledge is Power book giveaway, as well as soccer balls being given away in partnership with the Seattle Sounders F team. We will have a hygiene supply drive. We're asking folks in the community to not just come to celebrate, but come to serve. And we serve by helping others in our community. So we are gathering and receiving donated hygiene supplies that will be distributed to those in need in our community. The first 100 people to get vaccinated will get two free tickets to a Sounders game. And there will be a variety of other activities going on in the parking lot of Garfield High School. The NAM activities will kick off at 9 a.m. and it will go until 1 p.m. 
and will be a part of the rally that's taking place from the Garfield High School parking lot into the march. And that is all outdoors, outside, in person. We also have a virtual component of King Day taking place online. It will all be on NAM's YouTube channel, free, open to the public, and it will be a keynote program featuring the poet Nikki Giovanni, who will be speaking to the legacy of Dr. King in a very poetic manner, in the way that she does. The theme this year is the poetics of infinite hope, because Dr. King said that we are going to face finite disappointments, but we must never lose infinite hope. And so she will be the keynote speaker. We will have a variety of performers performing during that hour and a half, 90-minute program. And you met one of them, Anisha Sandifer, who is a, uh, a dancer. She's formerly with Step Africa. And she has produced a dance and step tribute to Dr. King and the Civil Rights Freedom Fighters. Other musical performers will perform, including the African American Culture Ensemble, the Leroy Bell Band, and many others. And that will take place at 2 o'clock online on NAM's YouTube channel. Folks can go to NAM's website, naamnw.org, to register or to find the link to the program. We will also have a full hour story time for kids where local personalities are reading civil rights children's books to kids, including Everett Fitzhugh of the Seattle Kraken, State Representative Jamila Taylor, local actor and comedian Isaiah Anderson, Jr., the superintendent of Renton Public School District, Dr. Damian Pattenout, and so many others are going to be reading children's books to kids. And that is at 3.30 p.m. online on NAM's YouTube channel. And we're going to repeat the virtual program entirely in the evening so families can watch it together. And that's at 6 p.m. and then at 7 p.m. 6 p.m. is the kids' story time. And then 7 p.m. is the keynote rebroadcast featuring Nikki Giovanni again that evening. So we're excited. We um, are looking forward to really honoring and remembering Dr. King's legacy in a very special way this year. His message is needed now more than ever. And so we're looking forward to Monday all day with the Northwest African American Museum. Okay, let's hear from Anisha Sandifer. Uh, uh, let's just tell us a little bit about your background, about yourself. Hi, yes, my name's Anisha. I am a professional dancer and choreographer, and it's been an honor to be able to work with Nam. I have a very special piece that I think you all will resonate with. I actually am based right now in Washington, D.C., so I give honor to, to MLK by showing his memorial as well as highlighting the steps and where he actually did the I Have a Dream speech. So it'll be very special to actually get immersed in D.C. and actually feel like you are there protesting or being civil rights leaders with him. 
And uh, so this is uh, your own creation. Is this something that uh, that you have patented? Is it? Oh. <laughs> Now, well, I'm I'm getting there. I I definitely love choreographing, and I love expanding and creating new ideas. And it's amazing that I am, I'm able to work with different museums to showcase my art and my talent. So yes, I I've been performing um, professionally, choreographing professionally for a while. So yes, well, that's great. That's one thing about uh, uh, Lanisha. She says she's a chair of the board of all the black museums in the country. I guess she would have access to people like you. So that's <laughs> a very good job, Lanisha. So Lanisha, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit more about your team and how you guys are uh, even prepared for the days you're having. You also had uh, several people come in and uh, your team interviewed people about their memories of Dr. King. Why don't you share some of that information? Absolutely, Eddie. Thank you. And let me just say, we're so honored to have Anisha on our program. She has choreographed a beautiful piece that's going to be featured as a part of the virtual program. And we're also delighted, Eddie Rye, that you are being featured as a part of the virtual program as well. You and former Councilman Larry Gossett are uh, part of the program, along with other community leaders who are giving remarks to the community about why our county is named after Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. You all tell that story, that history, during the program. And so we encourage all individuals to tune in to NAM's YouTube channel, 2 o'clock on King Day, and then again, 6 o'clock in the evening, for two and a half hours of power, looking at the history, the present, and the future of black excellence and black brilliance through the lens of the life of Dr. King. The virtual program centers and celebrates uh, black artists who are honoring Dr. King in their own way. Uh, Nikki Giovanni is a literary artist. She's a poet, and she uses words to, to move people to challenge and critique systems of inequity in our culture. We have musicians and vocalists who are singing words of power on this program. Music of the movement um, will be lifted up during this King Day program. And as we mentioned, Anisha Sandifer is dancing and stepping to honor this history that we cannot forget. Because if it were not for um, those civil rights freedom fighters, we would not be enjoying the, the freedoms that we have. And the struggle continues. We are not all free. And so we must continue to uh, to fight and fight together until we are. All you have to do is look at Washington, D.C., and you can tell that we have some folks that are vehemently opposed to black folks participating in the, the democratic process. And as a matter of fact, a lot of other people, they want to exclude too. But uh, So uh, we're fortunate to have... Uh, the NAM and have uh, Lanisha DeBartleman at the helm. Now you also have, uh, why don't you give a shout out to some of your, your staff? Because those guys do a lot of work and I want to make uh, sure the community know who they are. 
Oh, thank you, Eddie. We are so fortunate at NAM to have a really dynamic team of staff members and board members and supporters, just people who are championing the mission of the Northwest African American Museum. Our dynamic education and engagement director, Rachel Collins, has been hard at work, and this is actually she and Anisha Sandifer are both women of Delta Sigma Theta sorority, and this is their Founders Day. And so happy Founders Day to all of the women of Delta Sigma Theta sorority. They have Happy Founders been- Day, Deltas. <laughs> Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, And we are just grateful that we have a dedicated communications and digital media coordinator. Um, Angela um, Moore has put together the virtual program. Our education coordinator, Jason Turner, has led the ACE Choir. They're going to sing a couple of selections during the virtual program. And so it's just been a full team effort with all of the staff and all of the supporters of NAM. Um, we we rise together. Okay, now why don't you once again give uh, uh, the, the information about how people can access the programs, where you'll be at Garfield, what you've been doing, all the way down to the virtual pr- presentation. Yes, we invite all of your listening audience to be a part of the Northwest African American Museum's King Day 2022. It will be happening on Monday, January 17, all day. 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. We will be in the parking lot of Garfield High School in Seattle's historic Central District. We will have free vaccination shots, free booster shots for all in the family, children and adults. We will be giving out free civil rights children's books, as well as free athletic soccer balls. We will also collect hygiene supplies for to give to those in the community who are in need. We will have uh, music of the movement playing throughout the day, and we are giving free founders tickets to the first 100 to get vaccinated on that day. That's from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. The rally will be going on. The march will then launch from the Garfield High School parking lot. So we invite all to Garfield High School, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. on King Day. And then we invite you all to tune in to the virtual King Day program that will kick off at 2 p.m. on NAM's YouTube webpage. And you can go to NAM's website to learn more, and that's www.naamnw.org. The keynote speaker will be the poet extraordinaire Nikki Giovanni, and we will have a variety of uh, community leaders giving remarks performers performing, and this is all in tribute to the civil rights freedom fighters of yesterday who have made today um, a more just place for us to live in. But we have a long way to go. And so King Day is a day to Lanisha look back and to and look forward. Lanisha and uh, Anisha, I want to thank both of you. We're out of time, but I'm sure glad that NAM stepped up and have a full day program. So thank both of you for your time today and thank you for all the work you're doing and uh, I want to see that dancing performance as well. Okay I want to uh, thank everybody for tuning in. This has been Eddie Rye with another edition of Urban Forum Northwest I want to thank Sound Transit the Port of Seattle's Diversity Contracting Office the City of Seattle's Purchasing and Construction Services Office and also uh, make sure that you advocate for voting rights. Happy King Day to everyone. 
Yeah.